0: What a block, what a win from Pagie's proud Puffins as Wales surge up their qualifying group and elsewhere some minnows get crushed. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday 31st of March. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore.
1: And I'm Vidushina Hunter-Raja.
0: Do you think it'll
2: catch on? I, I think that it's great to hear you go into bat Against Marcus in the intro wars. (laughs) Intro wars. What do you think, Fish? I liked it. I
0: enjoyed it. Puffins, what are puffins known for, being Welsh? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. But I went, I sadly... Are puffins real? Yes. (laughs) Course they are. It's dodos that are extinct. Yeah. So puffins. I went to Wales specifically to see puffins. You remember uh-huh. when I went on my famous camping trip because I'd never been in a tent before and like there was no other options. That's yeah.
1: how the other half live, isn't it? Last, um,
0: <laughs> it was literally that. Yeah. And it's a reality show. Uh, yeah. the, the, pu- <laughs> the puffins. We went to see the puffins, but the puffins have fucked off to the Atlantic. Right. Because that's what they do. And apparently, in most of the summer, they go and just f- bob about on the ocean. But they're on an, a little island. Just so are Wales, they? Are normally. they
1: like? Weird penguins are like... are Small, they kind of like
0: knock off,
2: knock off penguins? In Iceland and all the ones. they catch them in big nets.
0: <gasps> Why do they do that? No. To eat them. Oh, they... no. I'd never eat a puffin. Well, there you go. Well, it depends if it was tasty. I yeah. wouldn't know, even if it was. Well, puffins are like my faves, basically. I thought the raccoons were your faves. Of the birds. Because okay. birds aren't that good, are they, as animals, generally speaking. They're pretty sick. They can fly. <laughs> Don't see you flying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm jealous. So, yeah, I'm not that fussed about... Birds generally, dodo is my favourite bird, but as discussed,
2: but, is, is extinct. But the Welsh dragon is the um is the big emblem. It and is. So I don't think. I don't think really. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna go into bat and a big World Cup qualifier against not into bat that's cricket. You're gonna play against a big a big Welsh dragon. You're gonna be intimidated. If you're gonna play against eleven Welsh puffins, you're probably less worried about it. So that's probably what they haven't. Got I know, but that'd be
1: quite disarming, wouldn't it? Especially if you imagine if you see them like lining up together doing the national anthem. <laughs> That'd be quite sweet, wouldn't it? <laughs> you couldn't bring yourself to, you know, harm them. It would be really good. Unless quick. you wanted to eat them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that's what they get up to on the Faroe Islands. But anyway, sadly, the Czech Republic were not capable of harming, delightfully, the, the Czech Republic were not capable of harming the proud puffins of well, Wales. Patrick Schick had a go. 1-0 the final score there, both sides down to 10 men in the end. Yeah, let's kick off with that then. Did you think it was a decently given red should they both have had a red was justice served ultimately
2: i thought justice was served i thought i thought it was the right decision by the referee to send off patrick schick and to book the welsh player who then i thought was unfortunate to get a second yellow
0: so. no i I thought the second yellow was justified i thought the um so conor roberts that was so you thought you thought because i thought there was something of the equivalence in their tussle
1: Mm-mm. there was but up it, to a bit but there was always that point where you, you need to if, if you're in that situation as a footballer you need to make sure that you receive the final blow yes and go down yeah,
0: yeah. oh man the way he went down like he was oh.
1: but the way the way everyone goes I always down. hate
0: that to be yeah. honest
1: there was quite there was a moment when, um, when Dan James was running through into the penalty area and he got taken down by a quite physical tackle, which won the ball. Yeah. And it was the perfect, just because it's not a penalty, it doesn't mean it's a booking for a dive. Yeah, yeah. And I thought this was another example of that little grey area where Wales got on the right side of that one with the way that uh, Roberts was able to take the hit.
0: But he took the hit, right, and he went back just as he naturally would do. I guess this is the standard way of doing it. So he went back as you would have taken the hit if you were just being normal, mm-hmm. and then... The moment as he stepped back, he then did the yeah. massive throw yeah. himself onto the floor thing. Yeah,
1: that, that was quite embarrassing. I quite like someone on, um, <laughs> someone on Twitter said, oh, we should win an Oscar for that. And I was like, they don't, mm. the Oscars aren't awards for shit actually. That was crap. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Why do people say that? that I was don't crap know. Yeah. yeah, it's a good if,
2: point. If, if every single person watching had been totally convinced he was really hurt, then bring the Oscars out. <laughs> Everyone knew straight away. You don't, you don't see a guy come on to a big screen. It's a good point, Fish. You know, someone walks in who's never acted before and gets into a tussle with Harrison Ford in like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then five seconds after he's been hit with the whip throws himself on the floor with his hands in his face and then gets up again and everyone starts clapping and go give him an Oscar. It's
1: bullshit. That might doesn't make any sense. No, that might explain why Leonardo DiCaprio was overlooked for so long. (laughs) <laughs> no, but he's just too good mate sorry yeah, right? exactly yeah. honestly we really did think you were a racist we couldn't give it to you <laughs> the, gold, the golden raspberries is what you should be talking <laughs> yeah.
2: about which is dished out specifically for terrible performances
1: and then he did the film where he got um, sexually assaulted by a bear and they were like brilliant yeah, yeah <laughs> have one
0: slightly different take of the film <laughs> I, I think, think <laughs> I've missed that one um, some of you won't be getting any Oscars or the reverse of an Oscar Joe Rodon celebrating that bloody block come on no give him the Oscar that's perfect because he's living it that he really really bloody meant that I loved how they all celebrated with him at the end as well getting a big bear hug off Gareth Bale at least 50% of that celebration for that block was for Mourinho (laughs) (laughs) he
2: knew knew he'd be watching He, he thinks you know what Last ten minutes, Jose might be watching. <laughs> I need to show him what I'm all about. I
1: reckon. <laughs> I reckon Jose switched off as soon as Bale crossed that ball in for Dan James. Like, yeah, no. Turn it off. Yeah,
2: yeah, not for me, yeah.
0: <laughs> nothing but to see yeah. here. That was, was a great crossing.
2: It was. So you see, goalkeepers, refer, um, goalkeepers celebrating saves quite a lot more now, right? So um, and on on the latest version of FIFA, the keepers seem to to celebrate every save. It's like it's like hardwired into the game, and it becomes quite tedious. But some some keepers do do it. I don't think you see defenders do it as much, but the passion with which Joe Roden chucked into it, I thought was amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. I I, thought
0: it was a legitimate reaction to the situation as well, wasn't it? Because obviously the Czech Republic had a man sent off and then there were the two yellows for Conor Roberts. So then, you know, they looked like they might have lost their advantage and then right at the death, loads of chances.
2: I'd like to have seen them reversed. I'd like to have seen Conor Roberts celebrate the the punch and Joe Roden (laughs) pretend he was really hurt when he blocked. Oh, that'd be good, like Stephen Taylor. Basically, yeah. I'm asking for Stephen Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle Stephen Taylor is what I'm. That's asking. how you rewrite. But little Dan James popping up with a big towering header, I couldn't believe my eyes. That's what he does, mate. What he does. <laughs> it's really not what he does. If I would seen, it, if I had seen a, a, a quick flick of it, and I was commentating, I reckon I would have gone through every outfield player as a guess. <laughs> yeah, scored oh yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I got yeah, to yeah. Dan James,
1: yeah. there was a there was an. Angle, I think probably in real time actually, so from the normal broadcast angle, where because he's so small, <laughs> it, it looks like it rolls down his face. and then probably did, it doesn't matter. As if he's got like a curved chin and it just comes off do, like do that.
2: You, do you think a lot of, um, this is a slightly different point, but do you guys think a lot more than you'd expect in replay headers come off shoulders? and they still go in.
0: Yes. It happens yeah. a lot more than you think it would happen. As in, it knocks from the head to the... Shoulder. Yeah. Or
2: sometimes they go to head it, and, emi- and it they miss the it shoulder, and, it the shoulder yeah. and goes in anyway. Yeah, yeah it, it's, right.
0: a,
1: it's basically like the heading equivalent of when you have the sides up in 10-pin bowling. Yeah. Because so it, so it, it, it actually ends up just going straight rather yeah. than like glancing off. And yeah. um, imagine if it bounced off both
2: shoulders like in 10-pin bowling, and they eventually went Oh, up. that'd be good. Like yeah. pinball, imagine if
1: you could yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I
2: was really impressed with little Dan James, and the thing I liked about it as well is that... You know, I, I, I don't mean to turn this into a negative, particularly for all of our Welsh listeners. Oh no! But like, he knows as well as we do that he's not good enough for Man United. So it's great <laughs> how, to
0: how have you done this? So It's great <laughs> to see
2: him flourishing in international football. Are you about to say the
0: same of Gareth Bale? Like, what is
2: what is happening here? Gareth Bale probably isn't good enough for Man United at the moment, is he? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. No. no, so it does count. But but there was a time when you could probably get fifty caps for Wales and not really pl- feature much for your club, and so. Dan James is in a safe, safe area there and he's flourishing and I'm not having a go at him necessarily, but I think he perhaps would be better off having to move somewhere else in his club football. But his international football stuff seems fine.
1: I I think that's, um, I don't don't necessarily agree because I think it's a little bit harsh, but I do agree with the sentiment because it was something that I thought about when you saw the Rodon celebration, Mm. where I thought like Wales... Have always had this sense of togetherness, and a lot of it, I, I thought, kind of, you know, in the from the '90s, came from being bit by players at their clubs to coming together and not just being the first team, but but fighting for something and fighting for something together. And it was almost like they saved yeah. their energy, but also their not necessarily saved their enthusiasm, but they basically they were all getting a go, so it felt like they were all in it together. Now, despite the fact that they have established players playing for good teams who are getting regular minutes, they've still got hold of that and you saw it with not just with the celebration of the block but also like Gareth Bale celebrating a throw in and even just the way yeah. they I all celebrate at goal. I feel like Gareth a goal. huge part of
0: that. Yeah, and he I know is. he's got a lot of stick for like Massive. sitting, smiling on the bench at Spurs, but he's clearly a guy who's like a sort of hype man for his for his fellow players.
1: And when you've got a hype man who is that high profile, it makes a huge difference because yes, exactly. you think, okay, if he if he's that up for it, then there's no reason for me to give anything less than 100 here. Yeah,
2: that's all fair. And I think I think uh, to further clarify my point, which did come across as harsh, I think you, you, you've got a team, change. You've got a team there, 11 players for Wales there, who a good amount of them, if we're being all totally honest with ourselves. Don't get in the first 11 of the top teams that they're contracted to. Whether that's kind of, um, you know, um, Ethan Ampadu, who um, struggled really struggled a great deal to get into the team at Chelsea. Niku Williams doesn't get in the, in the first 11 at Liverpool. Daniel James doesn't get in the first 11 at Manchester United. So
0: let's forget Joe Morell, who doesn't get into the first 11 at Luton Town. <laughs> Joe
2: Roden doesn't get in the first team at Spurs. Um, and um, Harry Wilson is on loan from Liverpool a championship club because he can't break into that top team. So it's not meant as a dig. It's more of just a case of the interesting point that I suppose that the managers decide to go for players who are contracted to really big clubs but don't necessarily play regular football or on on loan somewhere else. But what Wales have been able to do, and we saw it four or five years ago in the Euros, they've been able to develop an amazing team spirit and achieve... um, a lot more than perhaps would be expected and you could also apply that to the Ireland team of 25 years ago or whatever which you're hmm. not seeing with Ireland now so so the dynamics in international football can be quite interesting and it does seem to happen quite a lot where players see an international break as like a bit of a reset a bit of a kind of change the scenery let's get stuck in um, we're all pulling in the same direction here um, it's obviously naturally can be more unified because of you know all sorts of kind of intangible cultural reasons and stuff so just, just It's a good win for them last night. And I, I was pleased for them.
0: Yeah, crucial win in that hunt uh, in Group E, which is a really difficult group. So they're still behind the Czech Republic, one b- point behind the Czech Republic and obviously Belgium right up top. But they do, Wales, have a game in hands. Uh, Bale on the pitch doing well, but seems to have been irritating quite a lot of people. Well... Saying that he had to go back to Real Madrid, he's clarified his situation legally, my contract says I have to go back to Real Madrid, which is what I stated. I don't think it's being disrespectful to anybody. That's legally what I have to do. fair enough.
2: I do think the bail thing is a little bit more interesting than what's i mean he clarified the situation fine he's he's been very matter of fact about it, but it's the way he said it the first time let's not let's not go you know, get it get it wrong. The way he said it was construed by some people rightly or wrongly as being a little bit
0: naughty. naughty.
2: It wasn't the words themselves, was it? Do you know what I mean? It, it was it was the way that he said, it. He, he kind of, he almost like, di- not dismissed the question, but like half dismissed the question. And it made it sound like to some ears that perhaps he felt he was a little bit better than Spurs. It's
0: hard being a professional footballer, isn't it? It's really hard how you just have to say stuff all the time and people read whatever they want yeah. into everything you say. We've done without it. Are you?
1: Are you? Are you being sarky there? Because I I actually agree with that.
0: No, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with myself. Yeah, because you get
1: asked so many questions in so many different situations. The same question over and over again. And I think he was in a bit of a bind, really, because he's contracted to two clubs essentially. So he was always going to piss off one. Yeah, maybe you don't piss off the one that you're <laughs> I don't, actually. I don't think they'll piss off Real Madrid. I don't, I don't really true. care.
2: A, Which one's Gareth again? That's
1: what they'll be like. As as, uh, as Andy Brassel said after we talked about it last time, he was like apparently on, um, on one of the local papers. There it was. Cath Bell threatens to come back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the last thing we need. That's the other great thing we love about International Break, isn't it? That quite often people go and talk to their home media and say some slightly more loose things than they normally would. Mo Salah says he's going to... Yeah. He asked whether he wanted to play in Spain in the future. He said, why not? No one knows what's going to happen in the future. So maybe Andy one Brussels day. Makes, yes. Andy
2: Russell makes absolute um, hay out of that just going into, into local language. <laughs> oh, yeah, fantastic. A break and just tells you everything that they say. Salah
0: also describes his relationship with Klopp as a normal relationship between two professionals. I thought you guys might want to take that on. What is a normal relationship between two professionals? Depends what the profession is, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you're a professional puff, puffing catcher,
2: yeah. is, is the puff in the professional as well? <laughs> is it a respectful relationship? I would argue not. <laughs> I think the puff is the victim of your profession, no? Is Jules, does Jules have a professional relationship with Vish? Someone would have an opinion on that.
1: Tell us. Uh, well, I think she feels she gets paid to say things to me that she doesn't necessarily need to. Yeah, I, <laughs> quite hurtful. I would say she's professionally disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of best of, best of both of <laughs> us, really. She's disrespectful, but she's bloody
0: efficient about it. I'm Also, professionally disrespectful to themselves are Ireland, who drew 1 1 with, with Qatar. They scored a goal. That's good. Stephen Kenny still no wins in now eleven games. Qatar, I would say, for the record, are a better team than you might expect, having known that they were, for example, 113th in the world when they were awarded the World Cup. Yeah, and what are they now? About fifty something. Yeah, and they won the Asian Cup as well, beating proper teams like Japan.
2: Yeah. Okay, and that's fair enough. I think I think I wouldn't be an expert in Qatari football. Um, but stand I, aside. But I do. Yeah. But you, you're you're well welcome to continue if you want to. Um, but what I would say is that Republic of Ireland are in a real difficult spot at the moment. Um, perhaps some of it can be applied to the fact that the current manager got the job in a strange situation. It wasn't planned to be that way. Obviously, he was being groomed for the job, doing the job he was doing before. Mick McCarthy leaves early because of what happened with the pandemic, and it kind of set them all a, um, a little bit off kilter. Having said that. That is not, for the record, an excuse for losing at home to Luxembourg. That is absolutely unacceptable. And the reality is, um, Stephen Kenny's having a really, really difficult time of it. Although we should probably say, I mentioned them earlier, that the, the kind of big Jack Charlton era of Ireland where they had a load of great players and had a brilliant team spirit and they would. Do absolute bits at international level.
0: There was a lot of knocking it along there, though, as well. They weren't.
1: Yeah, I mean, but but they had a way of playing. Was, that's that was true.
0: effective, they had a, didn't they? They had a system.
2: Exactly, and I don't think you see the. Uh, we can talk about the tactics, and I think that's probably fair. But we we don't necessarily see the level of player now at Ireland that they had then. Um, you know, there's there's a plenty there's plenty of players in that in that squad. I, mean, I think it was Roy Keane that said it, was well, no, Roy Keane says a lot of stuff, but he said, you know, exactly. you're in trouble when your best players are 32 year old right back you know, in, mm. in Seamus Coleman. So um, it's not a who's who of, 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 of top quality players with respect to Ireland. But they should still be organised enough and be good enough to beat Luxembourg and they should be good enough to beat Qatar with respect, I think. So it's, it's not ideal for them. And I think because the qualification now for the World Cup is done in a certain way, i.e. you've got to be the top team to qualify automatically, and then obviously you get a second chance if you come second. I think it's not too early to say that. that's probably already gone for them now. So it's going to be a long old hop for them for the rest of the qualification process, I think. I don't know what you think, Fish.
1: Well, Mason, I was going to ask, can I assume the job of host just for a moment? Please. Because um, as someone who used to be on the Qatari coin... You're not getting paid you... anymore. <laughs> it's that true. is a shame. Um, you still want to do it? <laughs> so, yeah, like so the situation with Qatar was, uh, yeah, they were quite low ranked and then they finagled their way to the top is that fair to say I I think that you know they weren't doing more rondos in training which is how they've jumped up you know 100 places
0: I I think that probably Qatar became a country that was more exciting and valuable to play for when they got a sort of they set up a there's a place in Qatar called the Aspire Academy that they set up to basically train all sorts of sports including squash that was pipped to the Olympics by breakdancing and you've been oh. writing about in the uh, independent. the independent the ball against the wall, but yeah. move on, yeah. Yeah, um, but anyway, what, they break said... breakdancing? <laughs> <said, laughs> the oh, article must have been quite basic. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, Do I detect it? Because you were a big squash person, aren't you? Yeah. So talk to me about... Um, what's your favourite flavour? No, talk to me about how annoyed <laughs> you are about it not being to the Olympics, because I detected a lot of anger in your voice there.
0: I don't feel today... I don't feel like we've got the time okay, here to
1: go into well, that. Yeah, the, the issue was it used to be in the Olympics, and then it got taken out.
0: Yeah. No. Has it never been in the Olympics? No, it's never been in the Olympics. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this really isn't the platform, but I can do we can do a Patreon. We'll do a patreon on it. Does anyone want to listen to a Patreon Pro- of 20 minutes on me why it's a disgrace that squash isn't in the Olympics? We can come on Twitter. Crucially it. we're trying to get people to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> so that might be a little bit niche. Sorry, so to actually answer your question, what they did, of course, much like England in cricket, one could argue, is they identified people that they might be able to naturalise. And yeah. therefore, they had a better quality squad. Yeah, mm. but but
2: I mean, just to, to just to get take it back to international football um, this week, did you see that Japan beat Mongolia fourteen 0
0: Certainly did. Three of the goals coming in at added time, bit um extra injury time, bit harsh, eh? Yeah. Stop the clock.
2: It always makes me want to find out the Marcus Speller clause, which is how many bookings did Mongolia get? Because if it's <laughs> uh, not, yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> it's unacceptable. You've got to show a bit of fight. And I, I do think it's disrespectful that they did added three more goals in injury time.
0: So disrespectful.
2: Minamino got one. Disappointing. Disappointing. His, his was the opener, wasn't it? Yeah. So he
0: maybe kicked back after that. Yeah, that's enough for me. Yeah. So do you think
2: he was walking on and being like, well, lads, what are you doing? Leave, yeah. leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mongolia are at home as well. So, oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. Find out about the yellow cards right in. Um, Mishibachwai, Christian Benteke, Donny van der Beek. Yeah. On the score sheet in the 8-0 Belgian win. That was one for you. Yeah. Fish, you're pleased. I mean um, Donny
1: van der Beek's scoring in International Week feels a bit like everything's coming up millhouse. It's a bit Dan James,
2: isn't it? It's very Dan James. Bring Man United flavour to this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we learned that there were only oh my goodness, we've got the answer. Four fucking fouls from Mongolia. No cards. Pathetic.
2: Absolutely pathetic. That's <laughs> unacceptable. Uh, listen, I'm I think if you if at the very least you need to start kicking people. Yeah, I I'll agree. Yeah. Because then what you can do is you can get sent off an hour in and absolve yourself from quite a lot of the blame. It's actually a really good strategy. In a way, but also get blamed double, I suppose, because you got sent off and let
0: the team down. So forget that. At least you tried to put in a shift, I, I, guess, um, I guess is the angle. I, I
2: find it baffling. And maybe it's because I don't know as much about international football as I think I do, which is absolutely possible. Um, that, that I keep seeing Christian Benteke playing, goals for, uh, playing games for Belgium.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just seems a bit weird. I don't know. I, I, we see flashes of it, don't we? I would say he's, he's more effective than Bashwai.
0: Ooh. Yeah, definitely. I think what, he what do you mean by Come on then. Based on what?
1: Based on the fact that he's better at owning space when he plays up top. He works harder than Batshuayi. And he's all, you know, we've seen flashes of his good finishing that is still there. I can understand why they persist with him. Eight league goals in the last four seasons. Yeah, it's not Yeah, but lot. quite a few of them have come quite recently in the last 12 months. Okay, but what about the other seasons? It doesn't matter. You've got, you've got Lukaku there. You've got De Bruyne there. If you want something different, you've got, um, you know, got Benteke. You want something different. I would quite like <laughs> a shit version up. of Lukaku, please. <laughs> yes. It's not different. It's just shitter. <laughs> What's be- what would you rather have? The best version of Bashwai or a shit version of Lukaku? Because like- you don't even get that from
0: Bashwai. <laughs> so. uh, Erling Haaland's gone three games without scoring a goal for the first time in his career. That is an incredible stat.
2: That is an absolutely incredible stat from the big man. You have to say fraud. It's it's amazing. Fraud. That Very is fraud.
0: I put incredible. him on my four to score, and this is how he fucking repays me. I,
2: I was I was reading I was reading about. So my wife's really into figure skating, right? You're doing squash. I'm going to do figure skating, please. And I think there's a stat about the American figure skater Michelle Kwan. Right? Okay. Who I might have got this wrong. So figure skating heads out there. Do do get in touch. I think I'm right in saying either for her entire career or the lion's share of her career when she was actually competing properly, she never finished lower than third in the competition.
1: <laughs> ever. Fucking hell.
2: So, I mean, that's kind of like Erling Haaland style. Erling Haaland never not scores. It's as it's, 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 it's sure as the sun that Erling Haaland's going to score. So it's how he bounces back from this crushing disappointment Well, they've been playing
0: people like Gibraltar, so it's not... It, yeah, it is a bit of an odd one. Yeah, true. Let's have a quick check-in before we get to the break on the, the Champions League. No announcement yet, but... No. The the thing that we talked about that I thought was some sort of pie in the sky thing that was never going to happen, I completely misunderstood that. That, <laughs> that is definitely going to gonna happen. Yeah, Andrea Anelli's thing that we talked about what two two weeks ago, the thirty six team Champions League formats where everyone plays the what was it the Swiss version where it's a bit like a chess tournament. Yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently that's absolutely going to happen, but there was a due to be a meeting to to kind of ratify that that's now been cancelled. So. It seems like that's a, a stay of execution rather than a...
2: Well, what's really concerning, Kate, is the idea, and the, and the guys chatted about it yesterday and as, as as related to the National League and to non-league football. What is really concerning, whether you cut it across the very top level like this Champions League format, or a grassroots level like the guys talked about yesterday, or something really important in a social sense like racism, is that the decision makers at the top of the game are completely disconnected from what everyday people think should be happening, no one can look at this 36-team Champions League format and think it's a good idea unless you are a big decision maker at an historically big club. It's 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 a disaster just for scheduling reasons. For example, the English game. I mean, mm. I wouldn't be knowledgeable enough to know about the other leagues, but I imagine it's the same. But I mean, Vish, surely you you agree? It's 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 an incredible development that that it kind of
1: beggars belief, really. Does it not make you think that the that talk of the European Super League was done almost to create this, yeah. kind of, you know, this this false spectre in the sky that people became scared of, mm. so that they could force this through?
2: It depends on your perspective, but I would, I think you could argue if you if you if you went back fifteen years and or maybe longer than that, say twenty five years, and there was talk, if there was talk of a European Super League, then people would like poo poo it and laugh out of town but they would never have expected what's happened with the Champions League yeah. now mm-hmm. to have happened so, so you yeah. could argue definitely that it's been
0: kind of pushed through the back door but not anyway. all changes bad obviously it just seems like this change what? might be bad <laughs> what no but 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 i think
1: but i i think they're going to rely on absolutely that like they they're going to rely on being seen as you know pushing things forward and and changing things from traditional ways but really this is just the rich getting richer and it's you know it should be said that the reason that talks have been delayed was that the people who are already privy to these high power conversations weren't happy happy that they were or felt they weren't getting enough power mm. so you know th- those are the only issues here around kind of who's owed what and who will get more who will get a bigger slice of the pie really okay.
2: and I, I think at the worst example of all these machinations at, at that kind of level the players and the, and the, the smaller teams are just Sometimes they just feel like they're pawns in this pitch battle between UEFA and FIFA, between the club game and the international game. Everyone tries to grab a bit. Mm. Everyone tries to do it, get a bit here and get a bit there. And ultimately, what suffers is the sport, yeah. um, which becomes less and less like the f- sport that people f- feel, fall in love with for a really simple way at a young age every single year. And it's, it's a shame. You're right to say that it all changes, but of course, lots of changes for, for the good. But I don't think anyone in decision-making positions at any level of football recently has shown any kind of aptitude for the job. And that's worrying. And it should be worrying for all of us.
0: And endless games of football for these football. I know, obviously, we know they get paid a hell of a lot of money, but it's not necessarily good that they'll be playing no. endless, endless games of football. What they need is a break. Here's one. If it was me, I would say I'd try to score that goal. <laughs> candidate to the Puskas Awards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Joe, of course you would. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Me, Luke and Vish, in your ears today. And I've been looking forward to this all week. We've got a new email jingle again. Mm. I feel like the listeners have really been excelling themselves more and more. The development, the, the sound production. Here's Joe Horsey today. I haven't heard this one, by the way, Joe, so if it's a load of crap. None of us
2: have heard it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Uh,
0: he says, as you know, Shanty, See, shanties seem to be a big thing at the moment. My dad, John, has been part of such a group for years. It's called Monkey's Fist. Nice. <laughs> I've told my dad he should take advantage of shanties being in vogue at the moment. He's not interested. He's no sellout, apparently. get on you, dad. Anyway, I convinced him to do a father-son duet with me on this jingle, having been forced to sit through countless smoky folk club sing-arounds as a child, mostly sitting there on his Game Boy, Joe says. <laughs> I can't stand shanties. So this was actually fairly painful for me.
1: Before you play it, can we because this is clearly a really sweet thing they've done yes yeah i would say let's try and stop ourselves from being mean
2: i'm not going to be mean i love sea shanties and i really want to be a part of them okay cuz i
0: wouldn't be mean okay, i love I, all I, musical experiences i'm saying that for
1: me cuz i fucking hate sea shanties
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm normally of the opinion that if you chuck something out there, you're going to have to be judged, because it's what happened to me over the last 15 years. <laughs> no, so because I
0: it. think if you chuck something out there, people should be supportive that you're trying right, things. Let's be supportive. Let's play it. Right, Joe. Here we go.
1: Peter's jingle had a good run.
0: We loved it
1: once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. I like it. I don't mind it. That's beautiful. A little bit old J, isn't it? That means yeah. It's a little bit old J. That means you
2: hate it. No, I thought it was good. No, alt J nice. I think it's a well worthy part of the rotation. Yeah. And I think yeah. Well, we should hear it again.
0: All right, let's hear yeah. it after we've read the emails. Is yeah. someone going to? Has someone got a couple?
2: I'll I'll um I'll read the first one. This is from Robert Dunn, who says, um, <laughs> "Imagine
0: a match between you so- Robert Dunn." <laughs> What, what do you mean? She's, she's laughing at the name, Robert Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually reading it. I've seen the email now. I was just enjoying it. Okay.
1: You I think thought he was a poet the...
0: anyway. John, uh, John Dunn. Carry yeah. on, go.
2: You think I made the name up or something? Yes. Imagine a match is. between Sam Marino and Steve Bruce's Newcastle United. Fuck me, I think Sam Marino would get something. <laughs> So it's um funny. That's the intro. Also, regarding Luke seeing his old house up for sale, my wife's childhood home was on a cash-in-the-attic style BBC show hmm. and they had done the house up all modern. However, my wife spotted that a small window which she cracked when she was a kid and then put sellotape on, still had the sellotape on it and this was at least 15 years later. That is an actual email that we're reading on this football show. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for that, Robert. I don't think even you thought that would get on this. So you must be very surprised indeed. Bish <laughs> is over to you.
1: <laughs> I've got one from Samuel Campbell. I think former Northern Ireland International Rory Patterson, now of Dungannon Swifts, deserves a mention on the show for his performance Glenn, against Glenovan. He came in at halftime, missed a penalty, then while being substituted on fifty-nine minutes, managed to get himself booked twice for descent and was sent off.
0: <laughs> while being say, substituted. Wow.
1: Yeah, you have to say that's an impressive night's work. I mean, that reads to me like he had to be somewhere after an hour.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very precise, isn't yeah. it? It's like the old
2: yellow cards before Christmas. It, is that the same player who absolutely smashed it for FC United? I think it is. Oh, really? Rory Patterson. Yeah, I think he scored like a ridiculous amount of goals for FC United.
0: Rory, if you're, if you're listening, write in. The email address, in case you missed it, is shirtfootballramble.com. Here we go.
1: Pete's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at football ramble.com.
0: I didn't actually listen to the start when we first listened to it. It's nice that they say that Pete's Jing what was it? Pete's, Pete's Jingle, jingle had a good run. Had a good run. Yeah. he heard it.
2: Had a better run than it deserved. <laughs> he opinion. means it
0: was on there and he yeah. loved it. He says he loved it. I, I mean, I liked the rest All of it. All this Pete <laughs>
1: Slander. It's not I
0: about cannot, Pete. It's about the f- how flat he is when he's singing. Anyway, Jason Mourinho wouldn't let this kind of stuff carry on unchecked. And I'm glad that someone's put their foot down, Luke. Anyway, he's been chatting on about how he doesn't appreciate it when people are being rude about his coaching methods. I mean, fine. I don't think anybody is going to discuss rocket science with the guys from NASA, with everybody around the world. They think they can discuss football with one of the most important managers in the game. I get used to it. Can I
2: just say, I do actually understand his point.
0: Here. I do as well. And I'm yeah. not to give squash the second mention of the, uh, <laughs> of the podcast, but I'm about to. That's actually a, f- a funny and interesting thing about squash pros is that people constantly think that they can play them. So they'll be like, because quite often, you know, because it's not, it's not a big game. So you might find that some, like the former world number one is training at your random squash club. And the number of former world number one squash players that I chat with hmm. who say, um, you know, blokes, like Luke's of this world come up to them and they're like, <gasps> do you want to hit?"
2: Luke's yeah, and they're like, no, no, I
0: know and what they're like, mean. yeah, like James Wilstrop or whoever's like, no. Why is it me? I've never even been to a squash club. Why am I in
1: this? <laughs> it's because it's because you see squash courts, you know, right in front of you, and I think it's because you see managers talking so often that you think, oh, I can go up and and talk to you about um yes. about what you do for a living. It's the same. It's the same with cricket. Um, James Anderson, who obviously England's greatest fast bowler, but he has a has a podcast. Um, and apparently he's found that um, more people now talk to him about the podcast, but before they used to be like, oh, why didn't you take five wickets oh, the other day? But it was like, well, I tried, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's, it's funny how it's shifted because it's, he's now known for that as well. But
2: isn't it just people are just enthusiastic, right? So they're just excited to go in.
1: And... Uh, no, but but cricket is is a sport full of busybodies. Right, okay. A- absolute... I mean, I was going to say something untoward there. But, <laughs> but some of the... You get like... Because the numbers are so similar, what happens is you get someone who plays for like a 4th 11 telling England's greatest fast bowler what he should be doing. Basically. Oh, OK, right. Because oh, got... I got four for 60 the other day. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but you played against children. Yeah, OK. Uh, Fair yeah. enough.
2: All but right. but I, do, I do think that in, in this case with Mourinho, I imagine a lot of it is just that he's chipping off because he, everyone's got an opinion on it because it's the most important. Yeah, you know, it's the most popular sport in the world. And I don't think, with the greatest respect, listen. My brother-in-law is literally a rocket scientist at NASA. Hey, and I don't think many people really, really myself humble included. Brag there. Well, Although you're not genetically related, record. are you? Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, the point
0: is, hopefully you're
2: not genetically related. Not many people, yeah, quite. Not many people know about rocket science. <laughs> so what are they're going to ask him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas with this, everyone feels like they know about it. Do you know what I mean?
1: I suppose everyone has opinion of, of it as well because I, I would be fascinated to talk to a rocket scientist about about rocket science just to you know just. Really dumb it down for but me. like tell me about your day today, you? you but I would listen. Yeah, yeah you yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have an opinion. You'd be like, to Have you really? thought about
0: making the rockets more pointy? Yeah, like, it just that wouldn't. What happen. if you sent? What
1: if you sent construction workers up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also
2: said, "I have so many Moronistas around the world that I play for them." I mean, Moronistas.
0: That,
1: that is pathetic, isn't it? That
0: should be my name.
1: My <laughs> people's name. More Moronistas. More runs We got those.
0: <laughs> and I'm King Moron. <laughs> Uh, Sean Dyche has also been chatting about things that people, well, things that he gets up to in his house to calm down, I guess. Um, we were playing Arsenal one day, and to avoid overthinking it before kickoff, I started mopping the floor in a pair of ripped boxer shorts and an old T shirt. I misread this a moment did this ago, as well. and I thought he was, he was mopping same. it sort of naked that's but what with I thought. boxer shorts.
2: And it was chilling. It was absolutely chilling. I don't really like Sean Dyche very much, um, <laughs> and this stuff just grates on me a little bit because I think he's now saying stuff that he, he's, he thinks to himself, what would people expect Sean Dice to say?
0: You know how Vish is all brave when Jules isn't here? Oh, right, yeah. Do you
2: think I'd be scared of Sean? I probably would be scared of Sean Dice in real life. I'm sure he's a very intimidating man. I'm sure he's very tough.
1: I I would agree with you. I I think he watched like one episode of Nathan Barley and thought, oh, I could do that. I could just say random shit. Yeah, exactly. And then it'll be funny. It doesn't quite work like that. No, it clearly doesn't work like that. Empirically, it doesn't (laughs) work like
0: that. Yeah, (laughs) okay, right. So you don't think it's whimsical? No, I, I, you don't like the fact that Ian Wone is in there relaxing on the couch, according to Sean, and said, Do you reckon Arsene Wenger is mopping the floor with his pants at the moment? What home. is this, by the way? Sorry, is this something in turned into like
1: Alan Partridge? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like my cones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You're not into it? No, not really. I mean, they share a flat together, which I like. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd kind of like that. And I like the fact that Danny and Nicky Kelly live next door to each other, the new Portsmouth managers. Yeah, which is quite quite sweet, isn't it? It is. Um, but other than that, no, I'm not having it. I am having the idea. There was a great, some great stuff come out about Warnock. Um, yeah, which is much more my my um, cup, cup of, tea, of tea. When he said that, um, <laughs> he just said to his team, "Oh, um, we're playing against Ronaldo. How the fuck are you going to mark him? You're not I, so let's get on to it." <laughs> and 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 then and then, and then and then and then Warnock said apparently. Um, we lost the game but we played really well it's like well you lost the game it's not exactly something to be bragging about is it
1: I don't mind that you know that way of coaching because I think like there's you don't need to spend too much time on someone like Ronaldo and I suppose if you can <laughs> no, but, but if you can um, I don't know like humanise them by like so. that's a terrible way of humanising them you're fucked he's <laughs> yeah, seen the size of him yeah yeah But yeah, I I can imagine it's quite a good way of like cutting the tension in the dressing room if they're like a bit nervous.
2: That's the opposite of humanizing him though. Yeah, it is. If you you took him on like a little secret mission and said, right, Ronaldo's taking the shit, right? Let's go (laughs) and let's break into the toilet, kick the door down. Look, he's just a bloke having a shit the same as everyone, right? That would would kind of humanize him. Yeah. Right. Whereas this is a bit like. Quite extreme that, but yeah. This is a bit like, I I just seen him and he's four times bigger than I thought. Yeah. That's making it worse. You can't describe him as some kind of Thanos and think you're going to humanize him.
0: I think now you've described him. Shitting, I sort of imagine it in like a very, very precisely formed turds. Oh yeah,
2: he would be perfect in it. I'm sure.
1: I'm, I'm sure. pretty sure he's got like a surrogate. Someone else does yeah. it for him. He
0: the shitting. Def- he definitely yeah.
1: takes his top off when he takes a- goes for a shit, Ronaldo. Right?
0: Just to check they're all still there. Oh yeah.
2: I reckon he's got a mirror in every. Just place.
0: check
1: they're all still there. All oh, the abs. The
0: abs. One two three four. What in
1: case he shits one out? <laughs> is that how
0: it works. Yeah. yeah. Now fish. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, but that's not exactly how it works. Uh, something else we've talked about before is um, this automated VAR. It's gonna happen. It's 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 on. But Jerry Barton's not convinced. He says that the secret to better refereeing is the ex-professionals. I mean, we've talked about this before, haven't we? The idea of ex-professionals ex-prof- being encouraged to become referees. We've got, all, we've got to get all these football people back into football in some way. We could be missing out on some of the best referees ever here. We could be missing out on some of the be- best referees ever here. Yeah. Could we, Vish?
2: Yeah. Would you want to do five different versions of that and just <laughs> let the producer pick the best one? Avant-garde way of reading a sentence. I was, I was actually. Confused
0: saying, me, and I'm looking at the sentence. <laughs> I was actually riffing off of Vicious fall to score last week. Okay, just yeah, like, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what i I think I short-circuited there for a moment. I liked it a lot. Um, f- f- let's just start with how Joey Barton treated referees. <laughs> Let's just start right there. Yeah. Because if you're, if he's trying to encourage referees coming into the game, he should have thought about that maybe 20 years ago (laughs) when he thought, you know what, I'm going to be the biggest shit on the field imaginable. What
2: Joe Barton's done there is he's walked into a crowded bar in non pandemic times, windmilled about 15 people, and then said to the landlord, what you need in here is less fights. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Partly your fault that referees aren't... (laughs) Bit quiet, isn't it? (laughs) It's partly your fault that referees aren't really respected (laughs) or perhaps aren't that confident. You're part of the reason. But that aside, I do at least on one level kind of agree with this. So I think that some, some, not all, but some of the issues we have with refereeing is that they don't necessarily... Have the most amount of empathy about what players are going through in the decision-making process at key moments,
1: right? Mm. I don't think that's necessarily and, true. But sorry, go on. I was, I was just yeah. and, and
2: the other point I was going to make is that um, they're also obviously really good athletes, which is a really big barrier to, to refereeing at the very um, top level because you need the authority and the experience, but you also need to be fit enough. And I've tried doing the referees fitness test, and it's impossible. So you have to be, you have to be both those things. So, so anyway, that's that's just kind of my initial take on it. <laughs>
1: So the thing about that is referees play football. It is part of their training to mm. play football regularly. So, you know, while they obviously don't play anywhere near that level, they are aware of how, you know, the the movements and also the issues that you can encounter when you need to make a split, split second decision as a footballer, whether it's going in late to attack tackle. And so they know how these situations arise when they see them on a football pitch when they're refereeing. I think they're always just bound by how nonsensical some of the laws are, and yeah. therefore find themselves in a bind where they yeah. they look like they don't know anything about the game. I don't think having footballers in there will change that at all because they
0: have to follow the rules. That's all.
1: Yeah, big. exactly. It, what, okay, what you will get maybe then is some footballers going a bit rogue and essentially <laughs> that's not. What we yeah, well, you know, making incorrect you know for the letter of the law incorrect decisions. Um, So I don't necessarily think it's a remedy. It would be quite interesting to see I can't imagine too many players at a I certain level would be. It. Would be <laughs> they won't. They in won't that. want. To. Yeah, that's why it's
2: not happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Good idea. Full full points for imagination, are we Jerry.
2: And we said that Jerry should lead by example and
1: be the first one. I think
0: that that would be imagine be absolutely that. Absolutely brilliant. Be but
1: when Stone Cold Steve Austin was guest referee, poacher's poach
2: <laughs> own <loves> gamekeeper.
0: <laughs> great. In good refereeing news, Rebecca Welch is the first female referee to be appointed to officiate an EFL game ever. She's on Monday taking charge of Harrogate Town against. Port Vale so that's hopefully she will be better than these semi-automated offside decisions probably not actually but anyway that their Premier League are hoping to introduce by 2022 which is where we started that chat yeah shall we have a game yeah let's have a game go on then
2: Barton might have gone and Chavinho did why Barton well because he grabbed him by the throat well I just thought that uh, (laughs) firstly the guys (laughs) dived (laughs) lovely stuff the pads. <laughs> it's time for play your pards right the gift that keeps on giving and I do agree with a lot of the listeners and, and when, when they're probably thinking I don't know if you could squeeze any more juice out of the Alan Parju fruit <laughs> I'm here to prove them wrong we have been able to do that um, one of our listeners named the game play your pards right so we're going to play um, you guys know the rules by now Andy Brassel Still holds the record with seven. He is the standard bearer for this game. Why
0: are you mentioning him? This is like, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo's out, yeah. out there. Try not to be shit. He
2: did it all in, um, he did it all in Portuguese as well. <laughs> he didn't really. Um, but so you know, that's the standard you've got to try and reach. You guys are going to work together. It's a higher or lower game. It's fairly simple. If you haven't heard the show before or you haven't heard this game before, you'll pick it up pretty quick. But the first thing I need you to do between you is to pick a number between one and five. Two. Two, okay, great. You always, P- you always
0: pish. <laughs> you always pish.
2: You always pish four normally. Carry on. Number two is uh, Premier League appearances. Premier League appearances. Oh, no. That's quite interesting. What was it
1: last week? Premier League goals, goals. was That was yeah. quite good, yeah. Be yeah, okay. bold, Vish. So, Come so you, on. You've got ten if You're half- playing with me. I'll sledge me. yeah. I'm saying
0: be positive. Yeah, but not with that
1: face.
2: (laughs) Ten household names. (laughs) Ten household names. (laughs) Go. Can you successfully navigate the stormy waters of which of them has appeared more times in the Premier League than the others? The starting player, as ever, is Alan Pardew, um, who at the time of recording has zero Premier League appearances. uh, and He probably won't add to that between recording and release, so we're pretty safe on that ground. Um, So zero for Alan Pardew. um, And worth pointing out that all these stats come directly from the official Premier League website. So um was you with that. So suck on that. Um first player yeah is James Milner. Has he had more <laughs> or less or more of your higher or lower Premier League appearances than Alan Pardew zero?
0: More. Why one. are you looking at me like, oh, yeah. what do you think? Because <laughs> I wonder what you can do. <laughs> yeah. Fairly obviously,
2: he has. That's correct. So you've got one point. James Milner has notched up at the time of recording 558. Oh, bloody hell. That's Premier League that, it? It's a lot. It is a lot. A lot. Your next player, that down. higher or lower than 558. Your next player, Scott Parker. Lower.
0: Lower,
2: shortly. Yeah, final answer. That's correct. That's two correct. Scott Parker has notched up 368. Very impressive. Very good. Okay.
0: Write these down. He's going to tell
1: us
2: anyway.
0: No, but it's hard to hold
2: them in your mind. Go. In your mind. Next player, higher or lower than 368, Aaron Ramsey. Lower? You think lower? Lower. Okay. That's correct. You got three. You're doing all right. You're not like that people, those people on Who Wants to be a Millionaire. Who you were totally
0: channeling Chris Tarrant. That's exactly what yeah. I was seeing there. I well, got it.
2: I am available. Jeremy Clarkson's doing it now. I don't think he's that good at it. I'm available. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, she so got three points. How many? Three. No, Two.
0: how many appearances? Give me a moment to host the fucking show. <laughs> For fuck's sake.
2: Wouldn't happen to the tar- rest of it.
1: <laughs> wouldn't happen to Tarrant this, would it? No, I
2: wouldn't happen with Jules. She just swears. Yeah. Um, Aaron Ramsey's notched up 262. So that's three you've got in the bag. The next player, higher or lower than 262, David De Gea.
0: Surely higher. He's played so many fucking games of football. That lad. Yeah. You look worried. Oh, because it's your your bloke. He's your bloke. bloke.
2: Higher or lower than 262, David De Gea. Gonna need an answer
0: from you. So Ramsey was the guy before. Surely more. What's wrong? The maths. It's just the maths. (laughs) No, yeah, okay. Go more. Okay, you want
2: to go higher? Both of you, final answer? Yeah. Yes.
0: That's correct. Yeah. What happened there? It's like it was short-circuiting.
1: No, because I, I was doing the uh, essentially seven times 38 and then I was like, okay, but what about when he...
2: Well, it's not even that close, actually, Vish, interestingly enough, 337 appearances. Oh, wow, there you go. I might just seen. take
0: it from here, to be honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the next player, has he got, has he notched up more higher or lower than 337 appearances? It's Peter Crouch.
0: Mm.
1: You got four. It's not bad. It's not. You did him bad. the other
0: day, didn't you? What was that Goals? That was
1: goals. Yeah, he's got over a hundred goals. Just s- over hundred goals.
0: Okay. Is he scoring thirty percent of the time? Okay.
1: Of the time? <laughs> Introducing another maths flavour into the oh, yeah. game.
0: Fish looks like he's losing his mind.
2: Higher <laughs> Low your... or lower than three hundred and thirty-seven? See, he's a
0: confidence player. I feel like he... I feel like we didn't. I was trying to boost your confidence. I'll tell I... you
2: what shot his confidence to bits last week was Eric Cantona. He didn't know where to go. Yeah, he didn't I lost, know which way to mind, turn. Yeah. He lost his head.
0: Okay, so look, he played for a lot of teams. He scored a lot of goals. Yeah, we go could higher. we
1: could we could loot game it, couldn't we? Yeah, let, yeah.
0: Let's go higher. Okay, is that your answer?
1: Yeah. Yes. That's
2: correct. You got five. Four hundred sixty-eight oh, appearances. <laughs> four hundred sixty-eight. Knows more. Your next player for number six. Higher or lower than four hundred sixty-eight is Fizzer Phil Neville. Higher or lower than four hundred sixty-eight Premier League appearances in his career?
0: Don't know. Lower. Let's go lower.
1: Yeah, still
2: lower. All right. Lower you say? Okay. I'm afraid you're wrong. Ah, oh,
0: fuck! <laughs> you lose.
2: Yeah.
1: Clearly, <laughs> they <laughs> need help.
2: Five hundred and five appearances for Phil Neville. Five hundred and five. So you got five questions right. Andy Brussels, still the record holder. Thanks for playing. Uh, play your parts right another round of that next week will anyone take the crown off the big man it doesn't look likely at this point Bearing in mind that Brassel was playing on his own as well
0: I hurried us there Vish. sorry mate mm. after all that he's not looking at me. he won't look at me
2: let me add a little bit of spice
0: are you going to look at bad. me are we going to have to make uh, up let's chat after the show Oh my God, I'm absolutely terrified and I want to stay in here forever. (laughs) Um, Guys, let's do a blow-by-blow account of every single goal that happened last night. Um, More football, more more delicious international football for you to come tonight. Of course, England host Poland. Kick off at 7.45. Luckily, actually, Luke Moore, the England under-21s go up against Croatia at five. So you'll have plenty of time to watch that and give it your full attention and really enjoy it.
2: If AD Broodfoy spent more time doing his job and less time talking about how hard his job was, he might be doing his job better. That would be my take on that. Clown of a man. Yeah, absolute disgrace, in my opinion. In
0: the grown-up internationals, it's England, Poland. Have Poland earned the right to face Gareth's brave boys? Find out. We'll all be watching together on the Patreon. Uh, It's a live watch-along. Join us if you want. Patreon.com slash Football ramble on tomorrow's show. It's Jules, Pete, and Andy. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Vish. Bye to Luke only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to leave. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.